I am Efren Guzman. I am Efren Guzman. I am Efren. I am Efren. I am Efren Guzman. Along with my longtime close personal friend, my heterosexual life mate, my Mac to my cheese, my Johnson to my Johnson, my swing to my bada 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 swing. Eves the cannon. Senate. 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 Don't try to imitate, it's impossible Cause you will never overcome that obstacle Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper West Side, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My name is Ephraim Guzman, and today I'm not here with my heterosexual life mate. I'm here with the man from L.A., Mr. Young City, Michael Young. Michael, give a shout-out out there. Say what's up. What up, what up, y'all? How's it going down? Uh, hanging out here in New York City. How is it in um, La La Land? Man, LA is good, man. It's like warm right now. I actually, you know, this morning it was looking like it was about to rain, but you know, it's came through for us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, what you will call it? And um, tell the people about you, man. Well, what is it that you do? Tell the people about yourself. Right, well, I am a man. Okay, I am a illustrator, designer, developer, geographer. Photographer, I'm an all-around kind of creative guy that has been fortunate to work in the music industry, in the film industry, and also do some editing for some uh, smaller, like, documentary projects. So, besides that, I'm just a, you know, little kid from Richmond, DA, that got a chance to work out in L.A. and uh, did good. Oh, how's editing? Do you do you have fun doing editing? Cause you, just, you just gave a whole... Um, big resume of what you do. Um, which which one is more of your passion, or all of it is your passion? I love it all for different reasons. Right now, my main nine to five is designer developer. So you know, I'm doing a lot of coding and then also doing a lot of graphic design as well. Oh man, I, I definitely would like to see some of your artwork someday, man. <laughs> so yeah, you can uh, you can check it out at onejoungster.com. O n e y o u n g s t a Oh, sweet, sweet. Definitely the fans can check that out. Um, before we get started today, I just want to give my condolences out there to Christopher Lee, the talented actor who passed away. And a lot of people know his work from Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Star Wars, Dracula, The Howling 2. He has a long list of filmography that he's done. He's also a World War II veteran. He's been knighted as a sir. Christopher Lee is a tremendous actor. Um, even... Like, I guess I got first introduced to Christopher Lee while I'm watching the low-budget Howling 2, which was, like, a very bad sequel, but the main standouts of that movie was definitely Sybil Danning, of course, and definitely Christopher Lee. Um, tremendous actor, um, very poised, very talented man. Um, watching a lot of interviews of Christopher Lee, his biggest regret was turning down the role of Dr. Loomis, which the role Donald Pleasance took over. You know, what? That's the I guess he was like the, the, the second choice, but Christopher Lee's biggest regret, he even said, was not doing the role of Dr. Loomis, but he's a tremendous actor. Um, any comments about um, Christopher Lee, Mike? For the longest time, he was like that feeling guy. For me, like when I was younger, because I watched a lot of movies. Yeah. 
time I saw him, I was like, yo, that's a bad guy. And every time I see him, I'm like, oh, you got to get him. That's a bad guy. But uh, he really, as far as, I mean, especially because he was like uh, a tall guy, you know, he uh, was very, very imposing on screen. Um, and he really made you buy in to his character, which was always dope. And it was always a good ride because you can't really have a good movie unless you have a good villain. You know, you have to have someone that you love to hate. So, and that, you know, only in character, you know, only in character. You know, dude was actually a cool guy. Um, I've heard a couple of his interviews. I'm like, man, he was like, you know, kind of chill. But, like, I think the first time I ever, I think the first time I ever saw him had to be... I want to say it was Gremlins 2 when I first, I think Gremlins 2 was the first time I actually saw him in something. Mm -hmm. And then I started noticing him as a bad guy, like, uh, when I saw him in, um, uh, uh, when he was, um, uh, when he was in, uh, Star Wars, then I went, then I was like, oh, that's the guy from this, 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 this. So... Uh, yeah, him, even though Dooku, a lot of people make fun of the day in the character, but he did bring a lot of gravitas to that role. And, um, even though the name, all Star Wars names are kind of worse, but he did make the character kind of cool. His role was a great standout in it, um, because, of course, once again, you have to buy into that villain. And, uh, him being tall and imposing definitely helped. But, uh, you know, I give a shout-out to him, you know, and all of his body is worth, you know, he's entertain me for hours and hours on end. So anyone that's done that, you know, made you laugh, made you cry, made you hate someone, made you cheer, whatever, uh, do definitely deserve a tip of the hat. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you couldn't have said, you know, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, especially like the the horror movies, Dracula. You know, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's a it's it's, it's a tremendous loss. Also, we lost our wrestler, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, if you will. That's the, another wrestler, uh, another wrestler that has passed away. You know, Christopher Lee, the actor, of course. But I'm saying a, a wrestler also has passed away. Dusty Rhodes died at the age of 69 now, and. You know, um, I don't know if you follow wrestling a lot, but um, he was brilliant in doing promos. Like, you know, he spoke like a pastor preacher when he was talking. You know, he felt like he was preaching. He felt like he felt like he every time he talked, he was in a church. And, you know, the guy didn't have like a million dollar body. He didn't have abs of steel, more like abs of cinnamon, you know, he and you know, he was, he just had, yeah, he just had a lot of charisma, he had a lot of charisma, and I would say he was, like, the equivalent to, like, a, I guess, a Hulk Hogan or a Macho Man, he wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, main event status, but he was big in the South, and, um, yeah, people, a, people knew who he was, yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's a big tremendous loss to the wrestling industry, so, um, definitely, um, he's up there wrestling Macho Man probably in heaven right now, and Ultimate Warrior, so, um, big shout out to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes.
able to see him during the the great times before I found out that wrestling was fake. It kind of hurt me. I didn't watch it anymore. <laughs> it hurt me, man. I, I so believe, like, and I mean, it's because of people like Dusty Rose and people like, you know, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, you know, with Flair and, like, watching like, all those guys that, like, made you the movies. Like, this stuff is real. I mean, we should have So, big, big shout out to him and, like, his body of work because he had just this charm that worked well on screen, very well on screen. Definitely, you know, big shout out to him, you know, took the hat to, you know, job well done. And now, you know, he is, he has beat us in the race, home. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Big loss that he also leaves, you know, I think he has four kids. Two of them are wrestlers now, Goldust and Stardust. So um, just a big shout out to Dusty Rhodes and, you know, you know, and, it's 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 it, I'm just still shocked because you know this is all like happened recently so this is it's crazy it's crazy but you know sleep in peace rest in peace and you know we'll we'll definitely see them again sometime in the afterlife you know let's just get to our topic today we're just talking about the animation world with um DC and uh, Marvel um the DC animation to me has been one of the standouts for DC for quite a long time because before like the whole movie. Now you have like the DC Cinematic Universe, the movie universe, and you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which has been already established with all the movies they have coming out. And, you know, DC is trying to form, trying to follow that same formula Marvel's doing. DC, in the embryonic stages, which I like to say, um, started out with their animation, first and foremost. Like, you know, we had the Super Friends from DC, then you had like standalone Superman cartoons and Batman cartoons. But I think what put DC in the forefront of everybody it's you know including marvel was their animation department like the first major cartoon for dc i think uh correct me if i'm wrong was um batman i believe am i correct on that yeah that's the one that's the one that kind of like turned the the 90s batman a lot of people don't know what we're talking about we're talking about batman the animated series that ran from 91 to i can't remember but that show the depiction of Batman, the voice actors, just the, the way the art was done. It was also the way the art style was done, or like, I guess the, the identity of the show was kind of like it was set back in like maybe like the 30s or something like that. And it was like really, it was amazing just the the voice actor for like Mark Hamill. This is when we uh, first met uh, Harley Quinn. It just stands out as when animated shows for comic book series kind of took a shift. Uh, from when before that time period, it was more, I guess you could say, kind of like pal around, kind of like lighthearted stuff. And then when Batman the Animated Series came, that was about the same time like Gargoyles and stuff like that was coming. And they kind of made a slight shift to where it was a little more tougher, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. When Batman turned the corner, then you had other shows, like uh, you had Superman and Batman, that actually came to uh, together and they're like, I think it was called Adventures. Oh, ba- uh, Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, it was one we had. Batman, oh, Superman and Batman Adventures. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you had, like, uh, you had the Superman animated series. Then you had, like, New Batman Adventures. So you had, like, a lot of top-quality animation coming out of Warner Brothers and Hanna-Barbera and stuff like that that were also producing these shows that ended up being, like, not only high-quality, but well-written. Um, you had, like, writers coming from the, you know, from the page to screen and, like, 
you know, doing episodes or even doing their uh, strictly DVD films that are, like, top quality, which DC, I believe, excels in. Not to say that, well, it, I, I think that they probably do it best out of the big two as far as animation is concerned because you have shows like, you know, shows that people still love, like Batman Beyond. You have, like, Static Shock. The Justice League and Justice League Unlimited were, like, you know, beloved by me. Uh, Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go, but the original Teen Titans, the Teen Titans Go is a little more, I guess you could say more like a regular show version of Teen Titans, mm-hmm. but you know, they've, they've been holding down, you know, animated guys for a minute, and they've been doing it with excellence for a long time, especially like their voice acting cast is always on point. Um, you got like Kevin Conroy and, um... Yeah, I cannot think of Superman's name. I'm, uh, I'm Tim Daly. Yeah, yeah, it's like excellence when it comes to animated shows. Even, you know, extending out to, well, I won't, I'll test shortly because I know we're doing animated, but like, even in the TV, you see that DC is really doing well as far as, like, you look at Arrow, like, you look at Arrow and you're like, oh, man, this is pretty good. Then you see The Flash, you're like, oh, wow. And then, like, the way that they're crossing them into each other, mm-hmm. That, um, you got a uh, Supergirl coming, which I'm really interested to see. I want to see how that turns out. I'm really excited to see what goes on. Vixen is supposed to have another animated series. I mean, not another, but one animated series that actually ties in to the Flash Arrow universe. Oh, yeah, I think I read about that. Is it supposed to be an online animated series, or? I believe it's supposed to be, like, online, but that might be old information, but as for now, I believe the most recent thing I've heard is that it's supposed to be a web series, but... I'm pretty hyped for it. I'm pretty hyped to add. So, and once again, that's another animated series that's, you know, going to be another step in their excellence. You got stuff uh, coming. I know they got, like, uh, you mentioned to me earlier, um, Gods and Monsters. Yeah, Justice League's Gods and Monsters, I think, which has nothing to do with, like, uh, the Justice League universe. It's like a separate, like an alternate, yeah, alternate universe. And I guess what, Batman is not, is not even Bruce Wayne. I think it's this guy, um, Langstrom, who's the man bat, who's actually Batman. Uh, yeah, and then um, I think I think it's Superman is still Clark Kent. I'm not really too sure of like the whole storyline. I seen like the five minute first episode online. It was pretty strong, pretty strong, but really, it's the same animation as the Justice League and the Batman and the Batman Beyonds, but the storyline is a little bit stronger. Definitely, I don't know if you've seen it online yet. The first episode is on YouTube for five minutes, but it's it's. Yeah, a, I haven't peeped yet. I saw the trailer, but I haven't peeped the actual episode yet. But um. I guess what we're talking about is big shots to Warner Brothers Animation. Like, they've been hiring top-quality talent for a minute. You got cast doing, you know, a lot of, like, top-quality cast that came through there. And a lot of, like, their character designers from, like, uh, this dude, Phil Barusa. I believe I'm pronouncing his name right. But, clearly, dude is crazy. He's done, like, the like the design for, like, Young Justice and, like, animated series today. Even the, like, straight uh, DVD stuff. He's done, like, a lot of character design for. It's just, like, the characters always look cool. The animation is always top quality. The fight sequences are always sweet. The voice acting is, like, DC is crushing it. Well, I guess Warner Brothers, but either way, they've been crushing it for a long time. Like, ever since Batman the Animated Series, which is where I believe everything kind of turned, ever since, uh, let's see, it says uh, Batman the Animated Series wasn't 91, excuse me, it was 1992. You know what I'm saying? I'm usually pretty good with my dates. But anyway, since 92, DC's been very, very on point with their animation. 
Yeah, the animation so far of DC has been phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. At first, like, it definitely, you know, put them out there in the map with their animation. Because, like you said, speaking of Batman, then it went to Batman Beyond and crossing over. I think the animation was, like, the first with the crossovers. Because then you had Batman, the Superman co-pollinated each other, Static Shock came out, then Static Shock went to Gotham City, Batman went over there, I forgot what city Static Shock's in, and then, you know, you had the Justice League, and then the Justice League came out in Static Shock, so, and then, you know, there was on a different network, too, at that time, I believe, so, like, everything was, was all connective tissue, you could say that's pretty much, like, the first cinematic universe in animation form, and DC had that on point, you know, don't get me wrong, Marvel had good animation at that point, too, you had the Fox X-Men, then you had Spider-Man, you know, and they actually eventually crossed over, too, but DC just had more, and more of an adult content in the, in the storylines, and, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't treat it like the fans, like, you know, they were kids, you know, you didn't have Wendy and Marvin and Wonder Dog, and everything was storyline, there was, like, backstories, everything was connected, Bruce Wayne going to Japan, Japan, and then he, he's fighting with Kyodai Ken, who was like an old classmate of him, and then, you know, you, you had so many backstories and so many layers for cartoon animations, and you know, the voice actors you had, you had Kevin, like you said, Kevin Conroy, um, Ephraim Symbolist Jr., you had a lot of major league talent, talent, talented voices, and you know, it just got better and better, you know what I'm saying, for their animation department. And now, like, the direct-to-DVD animations, phenomenal, Batman vs. Robin and Superman animations. What they're doing with animation is just amazing. And it's not even two hours of animation. It's probably, like, an hour and a half. But it's so much story and so much complexity in those characters. Um, do you like the animation going straight to DVD now? Like, you know, we have cartoons now that are on television, but it's not the same feeling, you know, that I had when I was watching Justice League or anything like that. How do you feel about the animation now? Mm, I'd say the last direct-to-DVD one that I really, really was into, um, because I know the most recent one I want to say that I've seen was um, Sword of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most recent one I've seen. And then Justice League War was okay. I think the best of the most recent one was probably... Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. That was probably the best out of their recent stuff. Um, they did do a take on the Dark Knight series, which I thought was pretty cool. And from someone who had never read the Dark Knight comic book, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I'm not sure if there's any purists out there and like, oh, they forgot this. But for me, I thought that was pretty dope. Son of Batman, to me, was kind of like, uh, I feel in general, DC puts a lot of loving on Batman that they could probably use somewhere else sometimes. Because they had Son of Batman, then they had Batman Assault on Gotham, which is, I mean, awesome, uh, where it's like, it's like you're doing two Batmans in a row. Then they had the Justice League in the Atlantis, which I thought was pretty cool. They had a lot of great fight sequences in there, even though I still think as a whole, Black Toy Paradise is probably my favorite, but... I believe I first got into their straight-to-DVD film when they did Superman, Batman, Public Enemy. Because yeah. I was reading the book at that time, and I was just like, I was real geeked about that, because I think that was a series that like, Ed McGinnis was drawing, like the first six issues or so. And then Nishan Thomas, I think, did like, character supervision on the straight-to-DVD film. So... Or I guess straight-to-home video now, since it's like DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. Yeah. But, or, you know, download or whatever, but that was probably the first one. Then I was like, oh, okay, they had some other ones, like 
to remain. He was there, and I kind of like went back and watched those. Uh, and the Crisis on Two Earths was pretty cool, but I think the standouts for me were probably Batman Under the Red Hood. That's really good. Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. That's really good. Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. That's another take from the comic books where I think it's like the run from like like issue 15 or 20 or something like that, whatever. And Batman Year One was really dope. Uh, Batman Dark Knight uh, Returns was really dope. Then Flashpoint Paradox. I think those are the ones that if you don't watch any, those are the ones that, you know, if you're thinking that you might be kind of interested in seeing what it's about, those are ones that you should definitely pick up. Wow, those are good. A lot of ones I I personally haven't even seen yet. Um, the ones I remember offhand was the Wonder Woman solo movie. I think the Green Lantern, Final Flight. I think it's called. I'm not really sure. First Flight. First Flight. First Flight. First Flight. Yes, that was a definitely good one. The one where it was like a period piece Justice League movie. I forgot the title offhand. Do you remember that one? It was like the. Yeah, there was one. It was like they were like in the past or something. Yeah. I remember. Frontier? Yes, yes, fi- Final Frontier, right, or something like that, or new, new, no, New Frontier. I think you're right, New Frontier. It was phenomenal, and seeing like the old Art Deco type style, like the 40s yeah. style. That was really cool. That was really cool, and especially like the voice actors they get, it fits them. You know, what I'm saying even though every, you know, you have like um, this guy Bruce Greenwood who took over the Batman role. When I think of animation voice Batman, Kevin Conroy is the guy to go to. But there's a lot of other actors that took on the role of Batman in voice animation and were pretty good. But like you said, like the whole like DC animation, not to take anything away from Marvel's animation, but DC is just phenomenal and they're on point with their animation. And um, I think they have a lot more to offer in animation form. You know, um, you said you had a couple of favorites and stuff. Um, there's the new one that's coming out, which I guess has a deviates totally different story. I, I, I don't know if this, I doubt that this was ever a comic book. I'm not really 100% sure, but um, Justice League Gods and Monsters, um, I don't know if you've seen any, like, you know, you've seen like most of the clips of it, but do you think this has the potential to continue? Like if this first movie comes out and it is a hit, it already have many episodes that are online already now. Um, what do you think about uh, Justice League Gods and Monsters? The movie is something that I'll kind of have to wait and see, but from some of the art, at least from the art and from the trailer that I saw, it looks like it's going to be another good one. Like, because I feel like we kind of dipped for a second with Throne of Atlantis. And not to say that I didn't like it, but it wasn't as good as Flashpoint Paradox and like Superman, Batman, Public Enemy, stuff like that. So I think that this movie is going to kind of like get them back as far as film quality as a whole. Because you had, you know, a couple of them, like Superman Unbound, which was kind of okay. It was kind of cool. But I guess it's because we're so used to excellence now because, like, DC was doing it so well. So you can only you can only compare DC to itself because it's been so good for so long. So even stuff that's, like, dope, you're kind of like, oh, right. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're yeah. like oh, right. yeah. You know, it wasn't as good as... But um, from what I saw in the trailer, there was a lot of, like, dope, you know, starts out, dope art, dope look, animation looks fresh. I'm, I'm in. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, let's see, let's see how this thing goes. Because, you know, the more the content, the better. Like, we're in a, we're in a golden age right now of just genre content, geek content, you know, whatever. So 
matter. It just, you know, you can't, you really can't beat the time that we're in now. As far as like, you know, animated or live action. So I'm definitely, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped, I'll be honest. And I think, I want to say it's coming out in July, but I'm not sure. Ah, July 28th. July 28th, okay. And I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, what the Trinity does. You know what I'm saying? You got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes down. The Holy Trinity of that. Yeah, that's going to be excellent. <laughs> you know, um, also like, you know, even there were, uh, you know, let me just backtrack. There were cartoons that were on, on um, Cartoon Network that I think pretty much, I don't know, I think got canceled prematurely, like Young Justice, and they had um, Batman the Brave and the Bold. I think that ran on the, the whole course. But um, there were pretty good animations, and also the Green Lantern cartoon and um, Beware the Bat. There were some a lot of good animations, but the thing is, I don't know. The storylines were good. The Green Lantern cartoon came out because of the Ryan Reynolds atrocity, but, you know, the cartoons was pretty good. But I don't know. They just, it got canceled prematurely. I mean, I always wondered, because they also had, like, the, uh, the DC animated shorts that were really great. My favorite one was the Super Best Friends Forever, which was Wonder Girl, Bad Girl, and Supergirl just, like, hanging out. <laughs> and, like, killing it. They just did more funny stuff. It was kind of like the young lady that worked on Powerpuff Girls. Uh, and I kind of think her name, but she, she was the one that, I guess, like, produced or directed or whatever. Yeah, it was really dope. And then you had, like, a... Batman in Shanghai or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. You know, Animal Man had his own little shorts. They were great. And DC actually had its own little block. You know, like you were saying, they had their block. And I don't know if something broke down between, you know, WB and Cartoon Network or what. I don't, I have no idea because you had, you know, these great shows, these great shorts, everything seemed to be going well. And then all of a sudden, you know, it seemed like Young Justice had this long hiatus between seasons, nobody knew what was going on, then you had problems with the Green Lantern, where nobody knew when the episodes were coming on or happening, so I really have no idea, because especially Young Justice is one that I really wish could have lived on, but, you know, unfortunately... Yeah, some sort of fatal casualty, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was pretty yeah. good, but... You know, I I, I I really don't know the explanation because it was a really, really good cartoon. You know, it started picking up their stride towards later episodes. But, you know, in the Super Friends, with the Super Friends, the Justice League, there were, like, secondary characters as opposed to the young ones. But it was, it, it was, it was really good. And, like I said, it got canceled prematurely. But I don't know. I don't know. The animation state of today is just not the same that it used to be. Animation is still now. I'm trying to think of a... That's what I'm just kind of stuck in my head. I'm trying to think what DC animation is there now because I know there's a lot of Marvel cartoons like Hulk and Agents well, of Smash. Right now, as far as what they've got going on, like, I know they got Teen Titans Go, which is still running. Gods and Monsters, but that's online. That isn't, like, on television. Yeah. And Vixen, Vixen is about to get started up sometime this year. I'm not sure when it's going to start. But so that's only, like, that's only one because, like, Beware the Batman was over last year, DC Nation Shorts. You know, oh yeah, it was DC Nation. So like, the DC Nation Shorts, you know, stopped last year. You know, so you really only have one, which is Teen Titans Go, which it's kind of like a lighthearted comedy based on kind of like regular show or kind of like Clarence, whatever, you know, like Adventure Time, stuff like that. Yeah. Those type of animated shows. And there's a lot of people trying to do 
stuff like it, like regular show, adventure time. And I mean, I don't know how much the market can take it. You know, you have a lot of people already in that vein. I mean, you already have like what, four shows plus Teen Titans Go, which is like pretty much the same thing, where it's random things happening that are funny. Which isn't bad, but we don't really have anything at this time that I think is ongoing. I know Marvel has some stuff, but Marvel has never really been up to either WB or DC's animated status, I don't believe. Yeah. I don't believe they ever have. And I know there's probably a lot of people that are going to hate me for saying that, but in my opinion... Marvel has never touched DC on the animated, whether it's straight to DVD, animated series that they push, whether it's, um, and shout out to the animated series, Marvel did one on Blade, which I was surprised, yeah. but uh, I guess this is sort of turned into a DC animation appreciation show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, DC, DC animation is being like ruined for like a long time. Yeah. I said the only thing I would say that Marvel kind of came close, but it, they, it got canceled prematurely, was the first Avengers cartoons, Earth Mightiest Heroes. I thought that was, you know, even though the, cart- the cartoon was kind of cartoony, it wasn't as, like, serious and dark as Justice League. They had an arc, you know, in, in their cartoon, and it was like a long story arc now. And, you know, I wasn't a fan of Avengers Assemble when it first came out, but I just started watching later seasons, and... The show is pretty good, you know, it's just kind of hard with so many things in life to take care of. It's hard to watch, like, a lot of animations. I could DVR it, but the latest um, Avengers Assembles, like, the later episodes I've seen, it's pretty good because they have a lot of the movie influences. Captain America has the Winter Soldier suit now because he's part of S.H.I.E.L.D., and there's, like, a storyline arc to it. They already fought Thanos on the show, so they're trying. They have have cartoons. It's just... (laughs) You know, they are. You know, it's just like, you know, like. <laughs> it's, it's true, though. But the thing is, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I was the age I was when I was watching Justice League, I probably be would be watching Avengers Assemble now. But, you know, I'm sure, like, the kids now are watching it now and they're following their storyline arc, though. But it's just it's just yeah, so many things to watch. Yeah. But it's the way you say they're trying. It was almost like, it's like that kid that plays kid ball that still can't hit the ball. It's like. You know, Marvel's trying. Appeal to me. 
you know, as opposed to like the films, which I think are pretty, the films are pretty fun as a whole. Even if they're not always good, they're definitely fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, they definitely have more fun than, more often than not, I'll say. Yeah. Back to how great DC is, no, it's just no, yeah, no, no, but yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? Thinking of you, know, I just remember this now. Um, um, another, I don't think it was it, it was DC for I don't know if they had a comic, but the Zeta Project, you know, was a spinoff from Batman Beyond, and then they had their own show from that. I think it only lasted just one season, but it was also a spinoff from Batman Beyond. Like you know, it was just like all the cartoons were connecting. I guess that was like really our first introduction to a to a bigger universe was all the cartoons were connecting to each other. And then the whole, you know, Superman had Ra's al Ghul on his show, and then Batman was there, and then, you know, it, it was pretty cool seeing all that. And, you know, we had a cinematic universe before actual real people started doing it, you know, so it was pretty cool. And um, it's good that DC has that animation to fall back on, because right now they're pretty much establishing themselves with the movie universe. Man of Steel is so far the centerpiece jewel of the DC movie universe, and Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice coming out, you know, hopefully DC will get up there and running, because don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Marvel fan, but Superman and Batman were like, you know, that, 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 that was the thing back in the days, you know, you watch Superman and Batman, you know. Marvel was more based on realism because, you know, it's your hometown hero. Like, you know, Spider-Man's from Queens, and then, you know, you got the Avengers from the East Coast, and you got the West Coast Avengers, you know, and you got Daredevil in Hell's Kitchen, New York, downtown 42nd, you know. So, I guess, you know, you could relate to that because you feel like, hey, I live there, and I have a superhero in my in my neighborhood and stuff, you know. And I guess I'm kind of rambling, but um, I'm, I'm just saying that... No, no, I think the animation is gonna get is is gonna get much much better with Marvel, you know, especially now because the new shows now, the cartoons now, the Avengers Assemble, they're using that Ant Man movie suit for the cartoon and using like that that you know that inspiration. And now the Guardians of the Galaxy is gonna have their own cartoon as well with the whole movie look. So Marvel is getting getting their feet wet in all areas, even though they've been you know, already on Disney XD and a couple of, you know, and a couple of other channels and stuff, but DC, you know, has their animation strong, and they have a foothold on the animation, I think, which is far superior than the Marvel product, but let's see, man, you know, it makes all us fans happy, and I'm definitely happy about that. You know, the more the better, and the better the better. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Oh, man, this was really cool, uh, Mike. Um, plug away your stuff again, man. You can find me online, Twitter, Appreciate that. You know, you're a fan of our 
podcast. We definitely appreciate that. And we love the feedback that you give us and the support. And anytime you want to come back on, brother, it's 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 magic. We make magic happen. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices is my motto. So, you know what I'm saying? You're welcome to come back anytime on the podcast and definitely talk again. Yeah, I know. There's there's a lot of good summer shows that are coming out. You know, I'm looking forward for the strain and um. The strain? What? Yeah. They're doing this on point. Yeah, very very good, very good show. There's a lot of good shows coming back on and um, Walking Dead, of course, in October. So definitely, I'm looking forward to that. And Fear the Walking Dead and ah, there's a plethora of shows. You know. So. Yeah, there's so much good stuff to watch now. It's like crazy. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. And thank you, fans out there. You can catch us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. We're the Atomic Podcast. You can catch us on Twitter. You can write to us. And I just hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile device.